How's everybody doing this morning? How's everybody doing? Good morning, good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. Hey, last day of the month. All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing, guys? It is Friday. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good morning, uh, Capital Chevrolet, WKXAM, here in Austin, Texas, live. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Looking good, looking good. Hope everybody's having a good morning so far. Hopefully, hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Today is Friday. Who's ready to make it happen today? Raise your hand. All right, all right, guys. How you doing this morning? It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday. Good morning. All right, all right. Good morning, guys. All right, all right. How's everybody doing this morning? Uh, good to see you all, guys. We had a great, great Saturday. Uh, and uh, really proud of everybody and the effort, the focus that everybody put. Everybody ready to make it happen today? Today is MLK Day today, guys. We got a, We had a really good meeting this morning with the salespeople, and, and I need you to listen to me because it's very uh, counterproductive to have that kind of toxic environment within our leadership. When one person is pushing for something, and, and then you as a leader either don't believe, discredit, even worse, by the way, don't believe, don't follow through, enforce it, okay? Or back it up. So as leaders, we need to have the commitment within each other that when we say something that we're all going to be on the same page following through with it. We're going to be able to say, hey, you know what? JB is going to jump in there, which I know he would in a heartbeat, and he has actually, and say, wait a minute. We talked about this in the meeting, young man. And Alex said that we're supposed to do X, Y, Z, and we all decided that we're going to moving forward. We're going to make sure that we're doing this, this, and that and you're not doing it, so what is the problem? We need to have that type of leadership, guys. Please, we need to have that type of leadership and make sure that we all are committed and that we're all following. Because otherwise, guys, let me tell you what we're doing. We're confusing the crap out of these people. We're confusing the crap out of everyone. Because one person's saying one thing, another person's saying another thing, somebody's following through, somebody's not following through, somebody acts like they believe in it, another person's laughing about it behind closed doors, ah, ha, ha, that's so funny, but it's not funny. We need to make sure that all of us, all of us have the same belief system, that we all believe in customer service, that we all believe on callbacks, that we all believe on 25 calls a day, that we all believe in, in, in CSI, that we all believe in and answering leads properly and promptly. We all believe in business turns. We all believe in submitting every single deal and, 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 and make sure that we don't miss any deals at all. So, so with that said, uh, we're gonna do the same thing I did with sales and I'm gonna have you guys speak up. So we need to change this 2021. We're in the middle of a pandemic. What is it that we're saying versus what we're doing? I encourage the salespeople this morning to follow a leader because I know what type of leader I am. And you can say whatever you want about me. You can hate, you can talk behind closed doors, but I know the type of leader that I am. And I encourage the salespeople this morning to follow a leader whose actions speak louder than their words. There's so many leaders in this industry, guys, that they're, 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 their words are way louder than their actions. They just say the right things. They act the right way when the right people are around. 
I want to follow people that are really going to be able to elevate me. I don't want to follow a leader that lets me slack. I don't want to follow a leader that lets me slide, lets me do what, you know, get on my phone and sit there with my, with my feet up on the desk because it's okay. I want to follow a leader that says, hey, man, what are you doing? Have you lost your damn mind? You need to get on the phone. You need to get on the, uh, on the follow-up. You need to go do one-on-ones. You need to go do something. What are we doing? That's the leader that I want to follow. I had a clubhouse uh, a podcast or, or, or show, excuse me, room this, this weekend, and they got up to like 3,000 people, and they wanted me to be a moderator, and I was sitting there, and I was talking, and you had people like Grant Cardone, Glenn Lundy, freaking uh, Dawson, of course, Lopes was in there, all these dealers from all over the country, and they're all, Alex, Alex, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, and it all came down to the same thing, extreme accountability. And they're like, Alex, give us an example. And I give them example after example after example after example. And they ask me, is, are you, is your team, do they believe in this type of accountability like you do? And I said, no. Reality is no, they don't. Not everyone. Some of them close, but not everyone. Where it's like an every hour thing, every minute thing, every single day thing where we're like accountability, accountability, accountability. We throw that word around like we throw around commitment, like we throw around trust, like we throw around uh, uh, when we're married. We throw around the word faithful a lot. But what does faithful really look like? What does commitment really look like? We throw the word discipline a lot. We sit there in front of crowds because, our, uh, again, our words speak way louder than our actions. We throw the word professional a lot. We throw the word focus a lot. Hey, be focused, guys. Stay focused. What our actions look like versus the words. Guys, a lot of you guys are sitting on the greatest opportunity you ever had in your life. You really are. You don't have to nod your head. Maybe you don't think that. Maybe you think, oh, man, if I was somewhere else, I could be doing bigger things and I could be doing this and that. If that's your belief system, and that's okay. I respect that. And if it's true, great for you. But I know that most of us are sitting here with the greatest opportunity we've ever had in our lives. And maybe not the greatest opportunity to make the most money, which is possibly the truth. But if anything, the greatest opportunity to make an impact and a difference. A difference within the people that I lead. I'm impressing the right people, not the wrong people. It's easy to impress the people that don't really know. Ever notice that? Ever notice that? I can go on Facebook and I can make everybody believe anything I want about myself because they don't really know me. They don't really know the real Alex. They don't really see what Alex does every single day. They don't. So that's easy to do that. That's how you see people get those GM jobs and GSM jobs because they impress the wrong people. The people that were not truly engaged or saw the day-by-day, day-by-day true actions. So let's do more acting and less talking. We came in with almost 300 appointments. In fact, 300 appointments combined. And we sold 122 cars. Execution, guys. Execution. Following the process. Inspecting what we expect. Working as a team. What is your plan today, guys? I mean, are you awake yet? Have you? No, I'm not talking about this morning. You've been here for how long? 
and your mindset still hasn't changed? You're still fighting it? You're still sitting here questioning it? Exodus 3, Moses. God appears in a burning bush in the middle of the desert, this uncommon bush that wasn't supposed to even be there. He'd been in the desert for 40 years because he actually killed an Egyptian. He was pulled out of the river by uh, King Pharaoh's daughter. He wasn't supposed to be a part of that family, but yet he grew up in a freaking palace with an amazing life, living the life of, of the life. But one day he decided, I'm going to stand up for my people because he found out he wasn't actually from e Egypt. He was from Israel. So he stood up for his Israel friend, people, and he ended up killing somebody. So he's kicked out of Egypt and was in the desert for 40 years. For 40 freaking years. And one day God appears and says, hey, I need you to go back in there. And I need you to tell everybody that I sent you. And this is the things. And he said, well, they're not going to believe me. I know, but tell them I sent you. But they're still not going to believe me. They're not going to believe who I am. And he tells them, okay, do this, do this. He gives them three things to do. To prove who he was. How many people in this world, guys, are still sitting there saying, no, I know better. No, I don't believe this. I don't believe that this process works. I don't believe that accountability works. What, what I'm talking about is, what is the mindset that is set in the culture in the belief system that I've actually planted in all these stores. Do you think all these people came in like this? You think that from day one, Renee showed up and said, hey, Alex, I want to sit down with you and talk about mindset, belief system, and vision. And this is what I envision for the store. I envision the store is going to be doing this. And one day, you're going to own your store, and I'm going to run it for you, and we're going to be selling 450 cars a month. This is something that is learned here. So be humble. Don't walk around like you already knew all these things. Be humble and instead be a sponge and learn from this and grow yourself and keep learning. You got a lot to learn, ladies and gentlemen, a lot to learn. And you're not going to learn it by sitting at your desk. You're not going to learn it by sitting at your desk and telling everybody how great you are. And resting on your laurels, is that right? Resting on your laurels and talking about, well, when I used to work here, when I was in band camp, and when I was in band camp, you can't keep doing that. Otherwise, it's what I call, you're what I call, an Al Bundy of the car business. Al Bundy had no money, was broke, was miserable, was not doing anything with his life, but all he always talked about is when he was in high school and being a football star and how he used to do this and he used to do that. So don't make me start calling you by the last name Bundy, not Brady, Bundy. Okay, Brady would be good. Bundy would not be good. Sounds similar, but it's not the same. So stop being an Al Bundy of the car business, okay? And instead, show people that, hey, you're going to see a difference in me. By the way I sit, by the way I come in, by my focus, my energy, my attitude, the actions that I display every day, my commitment to get involved, my commitment to talk to more customers, to take more turns, to make more phone calls, to help more people make more appointments. You're not, I won't have to tell you how great I am. You will see. You will see with your own eyes, with my numbers, with my results, with everything. So let's spend a little time this morning talking about leadership.
Joseph, I'm going to start with you, man. You already kind of got warmed up this morning with the, with the managers, uh, uh, with the salespeople uh, meeting. So I want to bring you on stage right now, guys, and, and, or bring you, Joseph, and, and ask you if you would please share with us as far as leadership goes. And you've been around some leaders. You, you've worked with a lot of really good leaders here at Capital in the, in the past five years uh, that I've been with you here. I know you, you were here before I got here, so you've probably been here by close to five and a half, maybe six years. I don't know, but as long as you've been here, you've seen leadership. You've seen a display of people who came in here and did an amazing job or maybe didn't do a great job. What are some of the common practices that you see in leadership that you think are the most impactful to their team? So some of the things is, uh, you know, like you said, I've, I've been here for a long time, going on seven years here in April. And so I've seen both of both worlds. I saw the leadership before, you know, you got to the store and you implemented the changes, the process and all that. And then I saw the change and I saw when, when you came in and, you know, the leaders that you got, the leaders that you built and I saw what works. So one thing that I think works um, that I try to apply to my team, too, is not just telling them to do something, but doing it, showing them that, you know, I'm going to ask you to do this. Well, let me let me show you how to do that. So when I asked my team, hey, I need you guys to start sending the drive centric videos. I didn't just say go do it. And then I was just checking randomly to see who did it. I told them to do it. But then the first thing that I did was I sent out the videos myself. I sent them to customers so that they could see that, hey, I'm doing what I'm asking of you guys. I wouldn't ever ask you to do something that I wouldn't do personally. And then uh, just the, the accountability with the team, you know, some people tend to fight it. But ultimately, you know, I see the, the benefits of being held accountable myself. When I was in sales and being held accountable by my managers, I saw what it did to me. So that's what I tried to preach on these guys and, and a lot of them see the benefits of oh hey man thank you for 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 pushing me thank you for holding me accountable you know and and it gets them to that promised land of where they want to be so for me one of the great things about leadership is one doing what you're asking of them and then two pushing them to that accountability so that they can work beautiful beautiful thank you uh, thank you, Joseph. And, and you kind of cut off a, a little bit at the end, but we heard everything you said, man. And I appreciate that very much. John Freeland at Seguin, Chev uh, Seguin Chevrolet in, 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 in uh, Seguin, Texas, obviously. <laughs> John, uh, you, you've also witnessed a lot of leaders. You've, you've worked directly with these leaders and you've seen, I'm sure, uh, in your mind, I'm sure, and, and I, I would agree with most of the things you probably would say right now, but you've seen different types of leaderships. You've seen different types of leaders. You've seen the talkers. You've seen the doers. You've seen the ones that are willing to go out there and do it. And you've seen the ones that are not, that are just telling people what to do. Uh, you've seen aggressive leaders. You've seen passive leaders. You've seen, what are some of the practice? If you could share just a couple of things that you can think of that comes to your mind that, are some of the most impactful practices in leadership that, that you've known? We got a lot of leaders here this morning, guys. We got BDC managers. We got floor managers. We got finance managers. And I know all of us are always trying to improve and figure out a way on how can I become a better leader? I hope that's something that you pray about every day like I do because that's, that's my goal. And I've got so much to learn. John, would you please share a couple of leadership practices that you've noticed that are make the most the biggest difference 
Well, I think first and foremost, the, the message, no matter what type of leader you are or who you're trying to lead, you know, has to be 100% clear and, and everybody be on the same page. Um, it, as far as getting the message across, you know, the best leaders that I've seen, you know, it's like customers, you know, not every customer is, is going to take direction the exact same way. You know, we all have different personalities. We all have you know, different colors, the blues, the reds, the greens. And so effective leaders will get that message across effectively to the person that they are, you know, dealing with and talking to. Uh, actions definitely speak louder than words you know growing up my dad always taught me not to measure noses and and I've I've stuck with that and um, you know watching somebody lead by example uh, means more to me than hearing it come out of their mouth so you know just doing what you say you're going to do and also you know managing effectively the different types of personalities that we have and knowing when to push when to pull back but as long as that message is the same, a hundred percent of the time, you know, we'll succeed. Okay. So I'm going to get a little more specific because you gave us a lot of general stuff that I love by the way, but you were, you were in new cars at capital. You were in used cars at capital and now you're at Seguin. And of course you've always done amazing, but we're not talking about you this morning. We're talking about the teams and the leadership displayed. So you saw so many different teams, new cars, used cars, and now Seguin. From your point of view, you being an outsider, kind of, sort of, you're not, but you let's just say you're an outsider, looking at it from the outside, the most successful teams that you've seen so far out of the three stores, and you don't have to tell us which one that is or which ones they are, but what is some of the things that you saw those leaders, meaning the, the GSM, the sales managers, the directors, the, the floor managers, what are some of the things that you saw, hey, when I saw this, it really made a difference in our sales and our results? Well, I won't mention which story you're right, but, you know, the, the coming in early and the staying late, the constant brainstorming, um, the sitting down, you know, and the few few times that we have that we're not don't have a customer in front of us and, and bouncing ideas off of people. Uh, but not only that, but actually going out there and, and doing it and implementing uh, it, to me has has worked the best. And um you know, right now I will give a good example. You know, Renee's got a lot of things going through his mind trying to improve this store. And, uh, you know, it's an open, open door policy where we're sitting down and bouncing ideas off each other. And, and uh, the communication is is key. You know, I've, I've, I've been to places, you know, capital new used Seguin where we sell a lot of cars. You know, sometimes it's just a product of the environment. Uh, but when you can actually take it to the next level, put in that extra work. And, and work together and truly mean and care about it, you know, that's when, that's when we start getting to the next level so that we can get to the next level. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to turn it over to uh, Josh Mitchell. Josh, you've got your team over there and uh, you've been a keynote speaker. You obviously been around uh, people who are all about leadership, all about accountability Share with us if you don't, if you wouldn't mind, real quick. What what are some of the, the 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 things that you see in leadership that make the most impact when when trying to lead a team? Yeah, I think for me, it's the been there, done that, still can, still will. I think a lot of they used to do a lot of things. That's what I earlier you were talking. It's they get a case of the Eustace. They used to do this. They used to do that. 
Um, and I've always been the person who will still do it. I'll still make the calls. I'll still make, I'll still follow up with a lead. I'll still go out and sell a car if I need to. Um, there's nothing that is above me. And so that's the biggest thing with leadership is that you have to be willing to do the work with them. So Renee, what are some of the practices that you have developed and picked up here with us that have, you think, brought you up to a new level of leadership? There's a lot of them, but the first one, I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but the, when you asked that question that way, the very first thing that came to mind is you taught me what does it look like or what doesn't it look like, right? So what you just described is both, right? Taking care, because our, our people are, as managers, our people are inventory, right? How, how they look, how they smell, how they act, how they do, how they be, their actions, the words they say, that's all a reflection of us. They see what we do. So if, if we have the belief that it's important to me, they're going to reflect that belief, right? So if phone calls are important to me, if follow-up is important to me, if seeing the deal all the way through to the very end is important to me, they're going to feel that as well. But then you have to see, you have to have this cadence of accountability. What does it look like? So right on the showroom floor, if there's people sitting around, like you said, looking at their phone, looking at uh, whatever the apps you said, then you know that doesn't look like that, right? So when you walk, when you walk there, you have that field vision, the field general vision, you can see it out there. This isn't what it's supposed to look like. And then you regroup. Or if you see somebody's head down and you, you can tell that they're down, you go sit down with them, find out, you know, find out how you can help them. Go show them, you know, again, show, teach, coach, show them how to do it, how to help them so they can help themselves down the road. And they know you when they know you're doing it and you're willing to do it, they're more likely to do it. But if they think you're effing off all the time, they're going to have off all the time. Because you send the example, right? You send the presence yes. that, hey, I, you know, Neil, I said something a long time ago in a meeting about I think it, I think it was like I think the statement that we all committed to was how important is it to you or something like that. And I know mm -hmm. Neil has it on his on his uh, screensaver. I saw it still on Saturday. It, it's like we have to display that sense of careness. Like, I, a, I care about CIT a lot. I care about a customer being out in our car for more than 21 days. That's really important to me. And I'm not okay with it. I care about anybody walking a customer without touching desk. It's really important to me. I care about people coming in and not making phone calls and videos and sending texts. That's really important to me. I care about people coming in and, and just hanging out in offices and shooting the breeze when they should be trying to be selling a car. So uh, thank you, Renee. I appreciate that. I'm going to turn it over to Neil, somebody who's been with me as well for a long time and has definitely uh, for sure uh, grown as a leader. And we still got work to do for sure. Uh, everybody, not just you, Neely. Uh, but what are some of the things that you have seen displayed for you as a director when you were in new cars, uh, as long as you've been here, what are some of the things that you see different here and let's just talk about that. So a lot of us have worked other places mm. and you come here and, and just to be honest and we don't have to, this is not about, Hey, pump me up and make me feel real good about what I've done here. But what is honestly just truth on it? Just let's just be raw for a minute. Let's just be rawfully honest this morning. What are some of the differences that you see here that you didn't see at other stores that, you know, make the most impact and some things that we sometimes get away from here. We forget, we think, Oh, that's not what it is. It's, it's because we're on 35 and a bunch of people come in here. What are some of the things that you see here that make a big difference? 
Man, <clears throat> well, I'm, Alex, I've, I've been here uh, with you since the beginning. And I remember when we came to this dealership, uh, you know, there was maybe two, three rows of cars. So um, first thing, it starts off with vision. Okay. You have to have a vision. Uh, you have to have it in your mindset to, to realize the potential. And then with that vision, you know, you have to have the strategy. Okay. Without a strategy, a goal is not going to be obtainable. Uh, that may be individual goals or strategies for the team. Um, and then su support. Uh, you know, what does the coaching and mentorship look like? You know, Alex, uh, I'll say for you personally, you know, you have, you know, high goals. You know, you have a, a vision and you support the managers uh, to, to obtain those goals. You know, you remind us every day the things that we aren't doing, not the things we're doing, the things that we are not doing so we can focus on those things so we as a team can obtain those goals. Uh, and then the motivation part. Um, you know, you have to, to motivate your team to communicate, have that effective communication uh, and that teamwork. And then when you combine all those things, which you have done uh, and, I, and we strive to do every single day in the pre-owned department, uh, you get the results. Um, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do here is not only get the results for, the, for ourselves, but for our teams, more importantly, uh, because at the end of the day, we're all here for one reason and one reason only. Uh, and that's to support our families. And the only way we can do that is, you know, by doing the things that I just talked about. And so that's extremely important uh, and, and offer our, our team members the strong leadership that they deserve. Um, and it all starts at the top. So when you have someone like you, that's a GM, that's a dealer principal that does it every single day. I know that motivates me personally to do that for my team. And it gives me the vision and the strategy that I'm looking for when I'm assembling our team uh, to get the, the results that we need. So I'm very grateful for it. And, and that's what I got. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Um, so now I'm going to turn it over to, that was good, Neely. Um, I'm going to turn it over to, oh man, did I lose some? He moved. Jeremy, where'd you go, Jeremy? I just saw you. There you are. Jeremy, you've been at, Three winning teams and maybe more, but three that I know of. And now you're here at, 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 at Seguin Chevrolet and seeing this amazing growth. And you bring so much to the table, Jeremy. That's why I was reaching out to you for so many years. And when I got that text from you, finally, believe me, I wasn't going to think about it. I wasn't going to sleep on it. I didn't even have a position for you. I said, get your ass over here now. So I'm so glad you're here. What are some of the common things that you see or that you've seen being at three different stores, because thank God you've worked the stores that did amazing, amazing, not just good, not just, hey, we sold some cars, we did great, everybody got along, everybody was happy. No, no, no. You've seen this type of Ventile, this type of Lithia, this type of, you know, you've been in a, a corporate world before today. Uh, and and what, do you, what are some of the things that you see that are just the common things that make a huge impact? Um, well, from, I kind of start from the beginning, like, I came from a really it's a clear communication from like you to us, to us, to the people below us, the, um, you know, like one thing I always didn't get before I actually came to work with you was, you know, your, my GSM or my GM at the previous stores, they just, they never really told you what they expected of you. Um, so, and one thing you DeMeo, Julie at Cedar Park, <clears throat> they make sure they're very clear what the expectations are and they hold you accountable. I mean, you talk about accountability a lot, but that goes, um, that's, that's the big difference between these stores that are doing well and keep pushing that accountability. You know, just because you get to this level, this is the next expectation. 
this is how you're going to achieve it. So it's a, that's the biggest difference I see with all the stores, you know, and, and the people that stay and don't leave are the ones that receive that accountability and it makes sense to them. And they actually, you know, question it. It's part of the culture of the dealership. I love it. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, guys, it, it's, it's so, so many things that we've touched on today. And now the question is, what type of leader are you? What type of leader are you? Are you lead by example? Are you holding people accountable? And let me tell you something, guys. It's not a glorious, amazing place to be. When you, when you put in a position like this and, and you're paid to lead and hold people accountable, it's not always an easy road. It's not always everybody likes me, everybody respects me, everybody cares for me, everybody's bringing me presents. No, 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 no. It's actually quite the opposite, believe it or not. And I'm not saying that you set it a goal to, to have everybody hate you. But when you start pushing people the right way, you're going to get resistance. And if you're not getting any type of resistance, then you're not pushing at all. I'm just saying. That's leadership 101. Just FYI. If you're not getting, if you're not getting any resistance at all, and everybody loves you, and everybody's like roof, 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 barking and stuff, and everybody's uh, th then then you're not pushing them as you should. And I think we saved the 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 best for last, guys. And I'm gonna put on one more one more person before we go. Somebody who's so powerful, so insightful, so motivating and inspir inspirational. And, and 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 I respect quite a bit. And I met this guy through Facebook, believe it or not. And, and I and I really liked what he had. And that's why I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, I want you on my team. Uh, and that's Jimmy O. Jimmy O, uh, you, you've you owned a business. You were at Rush Chevrolet. You saw the difference between that store and this store and, and, and other places that you worked at. You worked at Nissan, I think, for a while as well with Jose back in the day. So, so what... What is some of the things that you, if you can share with everybody, because we're all eager to hear what you have to say too, is what are some of the things that you think are just fundamental practices and habits in leadership? So the main thing that I, I see here um, is leadership. It is leadership. And in leadership, you have to have a standard. And Flo, I was going to text you yesterday, but I seen what you had going on with your kids. And I wanted to mention something that stuck out to me in a Saturday meeting. You said um, you're like a optometrist, optometrist. And to me, what that means is you're aware. You have a certain level of awareness. Some people are hyper-focused, but others are hyper-aware. And when you're hyper-aware, you see things that other people don't see. So you have a certain X-ray vision. You're able to see things that other people don't see. And I admire that. Another thing that I study, especially working with Neil every day, but, and he has a lot of your DNA. He's been trained by you guys. I've seen this in John Freeland working with him. I've seen this in um, Renee working with him in the past. It's being multidisciplined, not just disciplined in one area, but disciplined in multiple areas. And I think the leadership, you guys hold us to a certain standard to be disciplined in multiple areas. I love motivation, but unfortunately with motivation, you run out of gas. Motivation, the gas can empty very quick. But discipline would annihilate somebody that's motivated every time. Because with discipline, even when you're not motivated, 
you still do what you got to do. You still show up and you still execute. So being multidisciplined and being hyper aware is two things that I'm taking away from this platform. And I think that's something that a lot of other dealerships don't do. They get very good at one thing and say, oh, I'm the best in subprime. And that's it. You can't just know, be disciplined in subprime. You got to be disciplined in training and showing and teaching your people. So just being multidisciplined, I think, is very, very something great and beneficial. I see it in Fernando. I see it in Neil. And we're using that element to grow this department. And most importantly, last but not least, like everybody's mentioning, you have to have your vision, your mission, and your goals set out. But multidiscipline and being hyper aware are two things that I'm learning and it's making me a better person, it, watching it in real time, watching it play out amongst the different teams. Listen, Jimmy, thank you so much. That was amazing, buddy. And and I'm going to tell you something that I admire about you since you gave so many people so many props and, and told them how you admire them. I think we all admire the fact that you're always learning from others. And it is just so obvious how you do that, that you're not sitting there going, well, I worked here and I did this and I did that. No, you're sitting here going, hey, man, I'm the most humble servant here. And I want to learn. I'm learning from Neil. That's a closet that's from me. I'm learning from Fernando, the freaking beast. I'm learning from Joseph. I'm learning from Renee. I'm learning from so many people around me. And I'm not just learning. I'm actually saying it. I'm that humble that I don't have to prove anybody that I'm the best at anything. I, in fact, I don't think I ever heard you say, hey, I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. I don't think I've ever heard you talk like that. I think I've always heard you say, hey, I'm learning from this person. I'm learning from that person. And I, I think we all can learn from you with that learning mentality that you have. And I remember being a salesperson back in the day. And, and guys, I was just thinking about something, guys. Where else? You name me one dealership in the United States that is having this type of leadership development meetings. You name me one. Who started this? Who thought of this? Who figured, hey, it is important to pour on to our leaders, to our managers. Where have you ever, ever had meetings like this before in the 20 years in the business, in the 15 years in the business, in the 12 years in the business? Raise your hand if you ever had this before. I didn't think so, guys. This is, this is, this is life-changing. It should be like a humbling experience for you to say, hey, I've never had this before. I've never got this content poured onto me. I've never had this type of information and resources available to me where I was being taught how to become a great leader. That's amazing, guys. That alone, I think, is just something that we can all be grateful for. And I hope you are. That's amazing, guys. And think about how much you've grown since you started working here. Thank you, Jimmy O. That was amazing. That was amazing. I love it. I love it. Let's give me your Jimmy O a hand, guys. That was amazing. And I love that. And thank you for being humble, the humblest, uh, one of the humblest persons, people I know around here. Uh, and, and, and with that said, guys, I know it's, it's MLK. I know I kept you here longer than we probably should. And listen, guys, let's not give lip service. Okay. Let's let's give the real deal, man. Let's talk, let's only say what we truly believe, not what we hear others say. Can I get a, Can I get an amen? Let's not just say what we hear others say. Let's only say what we really believe in, because then that's more impactful than than just following suit and saying, oh, I believe in accountability. But you're not holding anybody accountable. Why are you saying that? 
I believe in being super focused. You're not paying attention to anything around you. Lead, lead conversion, phone calls. You're not listening to phone calls. So how can you say you believe in being focused? So let's not just say it. Let's do it. Okay, you know what, guys? Rebecca's here this morning. Let's just want just one minute, Rebecca. How do you keep such a great attitude? And, and, and most of all, you're always so grateful. Give everybody some advice on how do you stay that positive and grateful all the time? First of all, I work for the very best dealership. I work for several others, and this one is bar none. The accountability and the things that you do and the processes that you set in place for us make it real easy to come in here and do a good job. But the deal is, is that you have to look at life like it's an opportunity every day is a new beginning. And every day you can do whatever you want with your life. If you're happy and you're positive, the people around you are going to uh, gravitate towards that positiveness and they're going to be happy. If you come with a pissed off attitude and angry, that's what you're going to get. So you put out in the universe what you want to get back is how I feel. And if I'm positive and I'm helping somebody, you pay it forward. It, it comes back to you. Mm, I love it. Let's give it up for Rebecca, guys. And with that said, have a blessed day. God bless you. Let's Thank go make you. it happen. Thank you, Rebecca. You're amazing. Yes, sir.